Hello, and welcome once again to the Frankencast. I'm the mad scientist, Anthony Bowman. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm joined as always by... The camp counselor that really just wants to be your dad. That is Eric Velasquez. My pronouns are also he, him. This week, as we mentioned, we're doing uh, Mockingbird Lane, the failed pilot. <laughs> failed pilot. Uh, <laughs> 1313 uh, Mockingbird Lane. Yeah, so this was... The Bryans teamed up, so you've got Brian Fuller writing and Brian Singer directing, um, and you know this this aired I think like on Halloween when it originally came out. I, like this is the first time I've watched this since it like aired on TV live. Yeah, um, and um, we're going to talk about it, the, the Bryans later. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Brian Fuller is awesome. Like he's yeah. he's really really smart. Like I don't know if you've. If you catch any interviews with him, he's like got a really like smart, critical mind. Like the way he thinks about the stuff he's writing, and the way that he thinks about the stuff that he enjoys. Yeah, he's just a fascinating dude. Um, you know, I think some people probably have found us through the King Cast. He's a regular guest there, mm-hmm. and like his episodes are always like so insightful. Right. Um, on the other hand, Brian Singer sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's a fair assumption. <laughs> so yeah, he's a uh, you know if you don't know he's got pretty bad track record with uh, underage boys and yeah. Uh, yeah not 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 a great dude the guy has majored in essay to a degree which ugh, ugh. yeah i'd imagine at this point you know people weren't aware of that situation or else he wouldn't have been i mean i think he's done stuff since but i, I doubt you would have seen brian fuller working with him at this point had that been uh, public knowledge well yeah i mean this was like so the 1313 Mockingbird Lane came out after X-Men First Class. And of course, uh, what is it? Fox being Fox. They're like, hey, let's bring him, let's bring him back for all of, the, all of the X-Men movies that we're doing from now on, pretty much. Okay? Yeah. Oof. Now, I will say, it upsets me greatly that he filmed a movie that I liked aside, well, a couple movies aside from the X-Men movies, which was The Taking of Deborah Logan and Bohemian Rhapsody. So. Mm. And he he also did. I think one of the uh, apt pupil was the one where like he did like some shit happened on set that was yeah, like the uh, that scans. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah. But you know, uh, thankfully, like we don't have to like actually interact with him in the movie. He's yep. just there in the background, unfortunately, directing things, um, probably hurting people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So this this movie, like it's or it's like an hour long, so it's like a. TV movie, I guess, since it's just a pilot. Well, but. not only that, this is this is basically loaded with stars. Like we talked last oh, week, yeah. that there were a lot of kind of like, though, hey, it's though that that person or this, you know, this person. No, we've got big names for the most part. I don't know if Jerry O'Connell is such a big name now, but he plays sexy Herman Munster. I refuse to believe he's actually Herman Munster. <laughs> uh, we have Portia de Rossi, which is can you say more sexy version of Lily? I, I don't really think that that's a different type of sexy than Lily. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a yeah. She's she's a nice addition, I'll say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ch- yeah. Ch- de Rossi, who's like probably most known as like um, Ellen's wife. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, Ellen's wife or Lindsay from uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, Eddie Izzard as Grandpa. Right. Um, who like is mostly I get like mostly did stand up, but you know acts in some things. Listen, um, I feel that this role was inspired by his uh, turn as the uh, 
the henchman to Casanova Frankenstein. Mm. Do you know Mystery Men? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We have Charity Wakefield as Marilyn. She's not really a big name, but she is still out there acting. I think one of her last movies was in 2020. And then Mason Cook, who plays Eddie, not Izzard, just, just Eddie, months <laughs> was uh, recently in what, Plan B? Oh, okay. I, yeah, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. And I I was thinking about this. I, I saw this. I remember there being something in the news about this. Apparently, recently, Eddie Izzard um, announced that they're using she, her pronouns. So, okay. uh, obviously, it was not the case at the time, and that's going to be a little confusing to, to keep track of. But um, still, Eddie Izzard, no like name change, but... Um, that that's my understanding is the, the the most recent things I've seen that okay. she her so right um, we'll try to keep that in mind. I feel like I feel like Eddie Izzard defies gender. Yeah, I mean, like even like way back in the day, it was always like stand up in drag and yeah. stuff. Like you know, it's very gender fluid kind of stuff going right. on. Like before that was at all acceptable. So yeah. uh, good for Eddie Izzard for for you know doing that all these years yeah okay but so yeah we start out we get the the monsters theme which is you know always nice to and it's like a more orchestral kind of version of it right but we're zooming uh, in on a campground now yeah so this is very unfamiliar territory we're not at the you know we're not on mockingbird lane mm-hmm. um and we've got like a scout leader who is talking to all the the campers uh and he's kind of like chastising them because somebody ate all the snacks okay first off scout master why weren't you looking after the snacks that was your job (laughs) yeah you failed these kids (laughs) but he's being very diplomatic he's like somebody ate the snacks and you know now we're all gonna have you know but then like one kid is like we all know it was this guy like he's they're fat shaming wallace yeah it's so it's there's some fat phobia stuff there which is uh, you know like it's kids they're gonna be shitty to each other um and the the you know He's like, I didn't. I swear it wasn't me. It was a baby bear. And they're like, Yeah, right. You know, like I've got a picture of you eating, you know, eating a Snickers or something in the in the weeds. It's like a box. It wasn't me. A box of cereal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's but so like that kind of goes back and forth, and like they're kind of like you know snipping at each other. Yeah. and then all of a sudden, a giant beast appears. So maybe that kid was right. One kid just gets baby bear. One kid just gets snatched. I think it's the one that's talking mad shit. He just gets snatched. I'm like, oh, oh, this is killing kids. Okay. That's where we are with this. Yeah. And so at first, it's just like a a ominous black figure that you can't quite tell what it is. It looks like a bear because the CGI is that bad. (laughs) Yeah. But then we finally get like a silhouette where like, yep, it's it's a werewolf howling at the moon. And like, we could definitely tell. And you see, like, it is a great shot where you get like silhouettes of all the campers running away. And then you see the wolf like stand up on its hind legs and okay. out with the moon and everything. Let's talk about the kid in the uh, in the sleeping bag that gets <laughs> thrown against the, the tree and, like, just stuffing flies out. I'm like, they <laughs> killed the kid! They killed, they're killing kids in the show! But when the kid hits the ground, he's like, ow! And it's like, oh, oh, this is for gags. Okay. <laughs> well, damn, you had my hopes up. Yeah, the sleeping bag thing definitely made me think of, like, Jason Voorhees, right? too. Like, the, right? the famous sleeping bag kill. Yeah, but as you said, when they all go running around, it's like, oh, they're all fine. They've just been scratched up. And then, of course, we get this great shot of all the kids and the counselor in a car huddled together. They're like, hey, where's where's Eddie? Eddie Munster! Da-da-da-da-da-da! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And so then we see, like, the camera kind of, like, snakes through the campsite, and it's just, everything's wrecked. You know, there's just debris everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it kind of pans up to, like, you just see some brush at the edge of the clearing, and then a kid pops up, and he, you know, you just see him from, like, the waist up, and he appears to be naked, or at least, you know, has no shirt on, and Mm -hmm. he's, like, looking kind of confused and scared, like, what's happening? This is the most nudist uh, monsters, I would have to say. Yeah, there is a lot of nudity. There's, There's no nudity, but there's a lot of implied nudity in this movie Mm -hmm. yep like so obviously we know that kid's eddie right but it cuts from that to a for sale sign for 1312 mockingbird lane yeah we got a realtor pulling up with a uh, a very attractive young woman blonde hair that's marilyn we know that's marilyn everyone you (laughs) you you see her and you're like that's marilyn you know yeah but she's looking for a home Uh, for her family and you know that's a nice it's a nice house it's a nice house but it's not their kind of nice house you know and and Marilyn in this is a real there's a lot of like kind of weird inconsistencies in this that are kind of hard to put your finger on like what is this Munster's family's deal like they're not like the Munsters we've seen before because mm-hmm. you know like in the past like Marilyn's always been like she's the normie she's like boring she looks regular yeah um but here, like, there's some darkness to Marilyn. Like, right. she looks, she's a pretty blonde who looks vaguely like Marilyn Monroe because that's what Marilyn has to be. But, like, as the as the realtor's, like, go, he's like, you know, this gets lots of sun, and she's like, not a feature we're looking for. Like, she's really, like, deadpan and, like, no, we don't want that kind of shit. Like, we, we, and then she looks across the street and sees this, like, rundown, dilapidated mansion. Uh, and she's like, no, no. What? What about that? Is that for sale? No, that no. Sounds more like our speed. You, you don't want that. That that's the home of a notorious serial killer, man. They found bodies in the walls, <laughs> and like you said, this Marilyn, this Marilyn is the kind of Marilyn who she will stab you. I don't believe <laughs> yeah. any other Marilyn would cause harm to another human being. This Marilyn would kill you. Oh yeah, yeah. But but she's and like, this is perfect. That's great. That's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah, and he's like, well, maybe you know, it's it's not really for sale. Maybe once they demolish it, we could sell you the land. And she's like, no, we we want the house. And he's like, but it needs to be cleansed. And she's like, we'd prefer pre-cleansed, <laughs> right? Uh, and he's like, but like seriously, like there might still be dead homeless people in the wall. That's and what we're looking like, for. And she's like, it sounds like they found a home after all. Right, yeah. Then it pretty much just cuts to, like, they've clearly gotten the house and everything. They're kind of getting ready to move in. And we see... A silhouette of Herman. Yeah, and it's like, you know, the Frankenstein we're used to seeing. You got a really square, flat top head, kind of bolts sticking out of the neck and everything. Mm -hmm. But then, as, as this Herman steps forward, it turns out that's actually just a lantern behind him that's square shaped. And Herman just looks like a regular dude. Well, it's stupid, sexy Jerry O'Connell, right? Yeah, I mean, he has he has noticeable stitches around his neck and wrists, but otherwise, yeah, he's just Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, but this one actually seems... Okay, so I take issue with this version of Herman. Not necessarily Jerry O'Connell, but... So, obviously, he's conventionally attractive, right? We can, we can mm-hmm. agree on that? Okay. Yeah. But also, like, this version of Herman is too fucking smart. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's he's definitely he's got like the good heart that well, I feel like is the central characteristic of Herman. Yes, but, but yeah, he he does seem a little bit more clever. Herman's the big kid. Like you mm-hmm. you want Herman's lovable because he's the big kid. Right, and not only that, but he's like he's extreme. This version's extremely articulate. I feel like Herman. Like, don't get me wrong, he's not a big oaf. We know that, but also, I don't feel that Herman would use. What are what are coined as uh, three dollar words when you can just say it straight to you? 
I feel that's mm-hmm. the thing about Herman. He's straightforward. He's honest. He doesn't hide things about <laughs> baby bear attacks. Yeah, and that that we'll, we'll get into that here really quickly. But like, mm-hmm. that's one of the major issues I have with this whole this version. And you know, I mean, like, I think that like Herman not looking like a Frankenstein monster is like a, definitely a choice where they're trying to ground this in reality. But it's the uh, monsters. Uh, like, just uh, let him be Frankenstein. Okay. And once you see like what Grandpa gets up to in a little bit, yeah, that's no reality. Yeah, there's no reality. <laughs> False. Yeah. All right, but yeah. So once again, we have uh, stupid, sexy Herman talking with Eddie, and he's like, "Yeah, since the the baby bear attack, you know, we had to move away. There are reasons we, you know, didn't want people to associate you with that." Blah blah. Well, he doesn't tell him that. He basically is like, "Yeah, since the baby bear attack, we just had to move away." And I think uh, what Eddie says, "Well, we didn't get to say goodbye," and Her- Herman is like. Well, leaving is, is is a form of saying goodbye, right? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, they're hiding Eddie being a werewolf from him, mm. which seems so counterintuitive to, like, the way that the Munsters are. But it's also, like, they're hiding it, but, like... Not well. Like, yeah, because, like, Eddie is like, wait, did Grandpa eat somebody again? Is that why we moved? Right. And he's like, no, not Grandpa. Right. And he already like, knows his grandpa is basically a Dracula. Yeah. So it's, it's strange to be, like, aware of that and, like, uh, yeah... And, I think around that, like, and, like, you know, like you said, Marilyn being Marilyn in this, she, like, she's, like, walking around looking at how just, like, creepy and nasty the house is, and she's, like, it smells like home. It's just, like, right. yeah, Mar- Marilyn, like, she she is, like, she's one of those, like, goths that's, like, goth on the inside, but, like, you know, mm-hmm. keeping it hidden. No, 100%. Uh, she she heard the story about the guy, the serial killer that had the body, uh, bodies in the home, and she's, like, what was this count? I can do better. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, they're kind of touring the house. Eddie leans on, like, a statue of a vulture, and, like, the head bends down, which raises up the famous, like, hidden passage under the stairs. Yeah, that leads... We know that's going to eventually lead to the lab or spot or both one day. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So Eddie's kind of continuing this conversation with Herman, and he says something about, like, Grandpa says I have a condition. Is it the the same kind of condition that Marilyn has, or what's what kind of condition is it? And mm-hmm. you know, Herman's kind of like, no, you have you get your condition from me. And he's like, which part? And he like, you know, lets Eddie listen to his heart. And he's like, that you know, the heart. That's how I know I'm me. Like that's yeah my central part, I guess. Which that leads uh, to another question. So he knows his father is basically a Frankenstein. His grandpa's a Dracula. His mom's also kind of a Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Why hide this from him? Yeah, he does in this conversation also say that he wants to be normal like Marilyn. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just hiding it because they feel like he doesn't want that. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. He is what he is, and if yeah. you're hiding it from him, it's it's almost like a reverse thing of the way that Marilyn gets treated a lot of the time, where it's like you're not letting Eddie. You know, you need to teach Eddie to accept who he is because that's what he is. Like you can't hide it forever. Eventually, he's gonna find out he's a werewolf, and if you treat that as like something to hide from him, then that just is gonna make him ashamed of it all the more. Right. Exactly. But uh, then. Of course, we have some movers coming in the Perez Company, which uh, I do appreciate their use of Spanish. I respect that. I, I like yeah. it. They literally start talking about ice cream. Well, they think the boxes are full of ice cream, or at least one of them do, because they're cold. It's cold. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's like two big crates. So you know, you, you, you know. know what's coming, <laughs> and they they think it sounds like something's moving in one of them, which causes them to drop it, uh, and it breaks sh- open on the side. Shit and, ton and, of rats! Yeah, just thousands of rats just come pouring out of it, and they're just like, ah, fuck this. So they all they jump in the car or in the delivery truck and speed away. Mm-hmm. Turns out they're not just rats; they're grandpa rats because they they form a grandpa who's naked. Yeah, which is that it looks super cool. Like yeah. they just like, you know, swarm into the shape of grandpa and then slowly turn into him. You know what I disliked about Eddie Izzard in this? What's that? Uh, no, I'm a- actually asking you to tell me because I there I fucking love him in every scene he's in this thing. <laughs> yeah, he I mean, he's yeah, it, it, like or Eddie they is, they yeah, I, she, we, yeah, she they. Yeah, she she is I mean like just choose the scenery like, mm-hmm. you know, Eddie Izzard just being and it's it's not uh, it's not like Al Lewis. It's a very very different grandpa. But no. it's of you know it's it, grandpa is definitely one of the best parts of this. Al, like it's, it's Al Lewis grandpa would nip you and maybe take a little blood. This one will fucking murder you. Like I feel yeah. like I feel like that's what we should just say about all of the monsters in this one. Just all of them. Yeah. They, uh, they all are uh, perfectly okay hurting people in this one. Yep. Uh, and, and Grandpa especially. Like, Grandpa is, if like, Grandpa's excited about murdering people. Right. He, you know, if Grandpa had, like, a little calendar, like, it would be, like, plans. Like, tomorrow I'm going to go down the street. I'm going to find something. Like, he, Grandpa's ready to do some murders. <laughs> yep. Um, but we also and... get some mist. Some sexy mist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mist that's kind of like, yeah, very sensually forming Lily, who is also naked. But so naked grandpa gets Marilyn, who comes out with a robe and is like, you know, you got to cover up. What would the neighbors think? Mm-hmm. And it's a very like Gary Oldham Dracula robe. It's like red, kind of high collared and stuff. Yeah. That way the blood um, doesn't stain it. <laughs> but Lily doesn't need any help from anyone else because... She just like summons forth spiders spider swarm. from everywhere, and they just crawl all over her body and weave a spider web dress that is just so good. Like mm-hmm. uh, as you said, this is this is a very sexy Lily, and right. I mean, this scene is it's nice. Is this yeah? Is this also the gayest version of the Munsters? Yeah, it feels like. I mean, you know, and again, I think both of the Bryans are are gay, so like yeah, Makes there's sense. definitely some some queer action going on in this. Yep, I'll buy it. All right. So now they're all and and this spiderweb dress that Lily's in is it, it very it resembles like the Bride of Frankenstein like the gauze wraps that she's in. Mm-hmm. So Herman comes out and he's like, "Welcome home, Lily." You know. And what what, uh, what does a, a new uh, a couple do once they've gotten into their ho- new home? Well, they have sex in it. <laughs> yeah, they got to christen the new bedroom. So. And this, this, like, it, it pretty much, like, he welcomes Lily home, and then it just cuts to, like, Lily kind of, like, falling back in, like, a very, like, post-coital sigh, mm-hmm. and then you see Herman falling back in, in the, the same, but then we see that they're not next to each other, Lily's on the ceiling, and Herman's in bed, and they're, like, looking down, you know, looking at each other. Right. Now, another another thing that I thought was interesting was this this version of uh, Herman, you can obviously see that he's been stitched together, his chest shows that. He also has a zipper in his chest. <laughs> yeah, they've just got, like, an easy access port so they can <laughs> right. get to the heart. Which, you know, that'll, <laughs> that'll become a thing later. But, you yeah. know, that's a that's a really cool shot. Her on the ceiling, him on the bed. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks so good. And then, like, they're kind of talking a little bit, and then Lily suddenly just, like, turns into fog again and just, like, sensually flows down up against Herman and turns back into him, just kind of, like, so they're, like, 
cuddled up next to each other. Yeah, and they have a little bit of pillow talk. But Lily is uh, worried that maybe she should have breastfed uh, Eddie. Yeah, so this conversation was really strange because it felt like I couldn't quite pin down what everybody wanted like right she's she's nervous about eddie and that she thinks she's done a bad job raising him up to this point but they both seem adamant that they don't want to tell eddie yet so i guess the thing is she she thinks if she had breastfed eddie he would be more happy about being a monster and they wouldn't have to hide it well i don't know it's kind of it's so, kind of hard so here's my read what i got from the conversation was is that she wished she had felt closer to him so that she would have uh, been able to tell him, feel more comfortable telling him, hey, you're, you're like this. But instead, she actually wanted to eat him. Mm, yeah. And she, like, there's, they talk a little bit about like how like Marilyn's mom almost ate her and right? didn't, and maybe she should have. <laughs> it, it's almost implied that Marilyn killed her mom, or somebody did, maybe Grandpa. Yeah, it, I mean, that would definitely vibe with Marilyn, like that her family didn't accept her, so she killed them and then moved in with the the other monsters right but yeah regardless this feels like it's a dark comedy there's there's definitely comedy to it but mm-hmm. uh this feels like kind of like a a sitcom setup kind of thing where like people aren't sharing all of the information that they have and that's causing some like tension between the family yeah but we also get they have this really fucking weird line okay and this this is a thing that irks actually irks me uh lily's like herman you love too hard you know your heart your heart can't take it you love so much and it's like don't do that yeah i mean and like they even like the reason she says that is because she's like got her head on his chest and he's worrying about eddie and we see like an inside shot of herman's heart that's all like stitched up and Mm -hmm. a little staple pops out of it um and so yeah she's like if you love too hard it's gonna break your heart which that's dumb that's opposite anti-herman yeah exactly like that's not what we want out of herman we want herman to love Mm -hmm. just completely like that's that is herman right and so then we cut to the next morning at breakfast eddie is eating like uh, some kind of frankenstein themed (laughs) cereal that's got the more traditional frankenstein on the box Uh, i think it's called frankenfruits it was hard you can see the franken part but you can't read the rest and like when it's closer on the screen and yeah i had trouble reading it but anyway i guess they couldn't get the rights to frankenberry yeah (laughs) and eddie is wearing his scout uniform Mm -hmm. and grandpa is like why are you wearing that uniform we don't do uniforms Uh, here yeah and eddie's like you know i need that structure and lily's like we all have our own form of uniform and if eddie needs structure that's you know this is the uniform he needs that's fine i mean she ain't wrong. And then, like, you know, Eddie's definitely picking up that some some shit's going on that the family's not telling him. Mm-hmm. And he, like, just, like, outright says, like, is there something wrong with me? And Grandpa's like, you know, I don't want to hear that kind of shame from you. Like, right. the only person in this family who should be ashamed is Marilyn. But she carries she it beautifully. Shame. <laughs> yeah. Which, all right, that's very Grandpa. All right, I'll, you know, that's old school Grandpa. Yeah, and so, you know, obviously that's, you know, Marilyn is going to be the odd one out, but, like, there does seem to be something here where it's like we've accepted Marilyn as like the freak of the family. We we appreciate that what she has. Like so, yeah, she's she should be ashamed, but like we like that she should be ashamed. Right. You know, like so. No, yeah, she's that's, definitely that's an, her I, grandpa have done some murders together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's their favorite. Some grandpas take their kid fishing. Some you know do whatever. Nope they they go out on murders. yeah and then we get this like this kind of extended metaphor conversation where like they're talking about hair growing in unexpected places (laughs) and it's like 
puberty, but also werewolfism. And Eddie thinks they're just talking about puberty, and the rest of the family is trying to nudge him into thinking that they're talking about werewolfism, and right. he's not catching it. No, not yet. But it's time for Eddie to go uh, hop on the bus. It's school school time. Yeah, and so Herman walks him out to the bus, and you know he's like, "We'll talk about this more later." And Eddie's like, "I know you're lying to me," and then gets on by, the bus. Like, by the way, he did, is mad. Did you catch the the song that started playing? I need a new heart. Uh, the magnetic field song, and it's yeah, it's so good because then the song starts, and then like as the bus drives off you see another staple pop off of Herman's heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, it cuts to... Um, just, like, later on, Eddie is, like, up on the roof. Well, no, uh, Herman's Herman's heart, like, busts open, and he, he does a face plant on the stairs. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah, he, he, like, falls, and then, like, we see Eddie up on the roof, mm-hmm. and there's, like, a storm, yep. and he's, like, running wires down the chimney. Right, they're, they're going to do some mad science. Yeah, yeah. So you've got Grandpa in there with all kinds of science gear behind him. Mm-hmm. No science wheels, but there's a lot of sparking stuff going on. He's, you know, reviving Herman, of course. Yeah. And, and, like, as he's doing like, you just hear the Apple computer startup chime. Right? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's amazing. Grandpa has an <laughs> iPad. Just... <laughs> Yeah, so he boots up Herman somehow, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we see Herman's, like, zippered chest flap is open now, uh, and Grandpa's like, so your heart broke, you, you know, you're too sentimental, but I've got a new mechanical heart. No, Herman doesn't want that mechanical heart. He wants his old heart. That's the last original piece of him. Yeah, and so that this feels very Herman, where he's like, he is being sentimental, and he's like, yeah, I'm sure, you know, you could put that... that make you know steampunk heart in me and i'd be good for you know indefinitely but like i want to keep this i'm going to fight to keep this heart mm-hmm. um and you know but if, yeah grandpa is not really liking that but he's like fine whatever it's it's your body so now, but he uh, does also make a mention that listen you weren't a monster until i made you a monster so maybe grandpa killed herman and then put him back together for lily yeah it seems like because he's like uh, while while he's like putting the old heart back in, like they're talking about Eddie, you know, and Grandpa's like, "I've raised werewolves before." Yeah, because you know, of not, Le- Leslie, my son. Yeah, and he's like, "You're not doing a good job. Like, you need to be there for Eddie and like help him accept that he's a werewolf." So, like, you know, good advice here. But uh, well, he's like, Herman has some counters to that. He's like, "Well, you didn't raise Leslie. A bunch of nannies raised Leslie." And then they got eaten by Leslie. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. of course, Grandpa's like, what do you think I hired him for? That's the whole point. Yeah. So, yeah, that, then that's where Grandpa's like, Eddie was born a monster and you were made into one. So, like, he's more of a, a member of the family than you are. And you need to tell him about what his place in the family is soon because mm-hmm. he's going to figure it out and your heart's not going to last much longer. Right. So then we get a scene of, it's like later, I think that this all happens at night, and so now it's like the next day, you've got Grandpa and Marilyn, they're uh, walking outside, kind of surveying the neighborhood, and Grandpa's like, I really miss when we lived further away from the villages and had a moat. Had a moat. <laughs> I do, I like what Marilyn says, because this confirms that she's a serial killer, uh, where she's like, the best moat is good manners, filled with congeniality. Yeah. And Grandpa's like, all right, fine. I guess I'll make some cookies. And she's like, hmm, that doesn't sound like Grandpa. Right. Um, well, it just cuts the type the- of cookies. 
<laughs> yeah, so Grandpa makes, like, they're very, like, you know, because Grandpa is kind of British, as is Eddie Izzard, and so the cookies are, like, they're very, like, biscuits, you know, in the British sense, but they look like jam kind of biscuits. Well, that's um, when he pours a little love in himself into it. Yeah, yeah. It's not raspberry jam. It's it's, it's blood Grandpa jam. blood. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that they're all in the shape of a D. It's like, yeah, he's he's a Dracula. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If he's not the Dracula, he's a Dracula. <laughs> so, so they go to meet the neighbors taking the cookies. Uh, and they like the first doorbell they ring. It's like a lady who's in like a hover round wheelchair kind of thing. Uh, yeah, and it, she is very suspicious of them. Right. Immediately. She's like, no, nah, I'm not inviting you in. I know what you're yeah. about. Yeah. It's like she's, she's dealt like, with this before. She's like, you all moved into the hobo murder house. That's, <laughs> right. I'm not not OK with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but then her husband Tim comes around the corner, and did you recognize who that is? Oh no, I feel bad now. No. So her husband is John Cassier, aka Oh, the Keeper. Keeper. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm a moron. Oh well. <laughs> so uh, so it's nice to see him. Like you know, he's mostly does voiceover stuff. You don't get to actually see him on screen right. often. So so that's that why I didn't notice him immediately. Also, the last time I think I saw a picture of him, he had, like, way more hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's been time quite a few that. years since Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. But, yeah, he's obviously, he, like, apologizes for his wife and is, like, you know, she's, you know, she can be a little prickly, but she's she's good at heart. Uh, and <laughs> Marilyn, inter- she's like, I'm Marilyn Munster. This is my grandpa. Grandpa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is always good. Uh, and he's like, would you like to come in? And Grandpa's like, can you rephrase that in the form of a statement? Well, no, 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 no. First, he has him eat a cookie because that, oh, that's right. when he, yes. he's able to freeze Tim. And he's, oh, yeah, because they have this like Grandpa and Marilyn have this sort of like argument like while he's just frozen there mm-hmm. uh, because Grandpa is like, wait, because Marilyn says we just moved in, and Grandpa's like, wait, we moved in? You're gonna stay? Right, you should. And leave. Marilyn's like, yeah, I'm staying, and he's like, no, I mean, I. I'll miss you, but I want you to go away. Well, that's because he plans on drink starting to drink again. Yeah, and so again, like this is one of those parts where, like, I f- I feel like if this show had been allowed to be a show, maybe mm-hmm. some of these weird bits that don't quite make sense would have started to blanks would have filled in over time. Yeah, well, but since it, we're just kind of stuck with this one little time capsule of this show. Yeah, because it seems like Marilyn's cool with that, but like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, Grandpa does not seem to really want her around. Well, it's also the idea, right, that Grandpa's like. Listen, I I plan on killing a lot of people, and you are people. Yeah, yeah, that could be. So, you know, maybe move away for your own safety, because this grandpa actually, like, loves and kind of respects Marilyn, which once again leads me to believe that she's a serial killer. <laughs> right. But, yeah. you know, whereas the other ones are like, oh, she's ugly. That's, he's like, nah, you're, you're attractive, but I will eat you. I will eat yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, and they, I guess that ties back to, how, like, her mom, like, almost eating her as well. Yeah. But, yeah, so then they wake Tim back up, mm-hmm. and, you know, your grandpa's like, of your own free will, can you rephrase that as a statement? And he's like, do yeah, you? Come in. Or he says, please come in. And he's like, yes, of course, we'd be delighted. And so <laughs> they, they follow him in. I'm not going to lie. I really thought he was going to kill both of them there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it would have been absolutely in character with, with mm-hmm. this grandpa in Maryland for that to have happened. Yep. But then we um, cut to the wildlife explorers. Yeah, so we're you know we're having like a, a troop meeting, uh, and you know it's Eddie and Herman at first, and then Grandpa comes in, and it's the same gag again. This is Eddie's grandpa, 
Grandpa. Grandpa. <laughs> um, the the and, scoutmaster who reaches out to shake his hand, and Grandpa's like, "We don't do that here. I have a, a disease." <laughs> yeah. And the the scout leader, who I think we eventually l- learn his name is Steve. Steve, yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Why does Eddie's scout uniform not have his old troop numbers on it?" And they're like, "Oh, they must have just fallen off, you know? Who knows?" Yeah, and he's like, "I'm and, not skeptic. I'm not normally a skeptical person, but this is shady shit." Yeah, so he kind of takes Herman to to the side and is like, "What's going on? Something something's fishy here." Mm-hmm. And you know, they kind of fill him in. They're like, "He was part of I forget the troop pack, number, but pack one ten, the baby bear to the baby bear pack." Yeah, uh, and you know, we're trying to keep that kind of on the lowdown because you know Eddie's kind of traumatized, and we don't want the other kids kind of like asking him questions about it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to make a big deal out of it, and you know. Uh, Steve's kind of like, okay, I, that makes sense. I get it. You know, I'll try to help out and everything. Yep. And then Lily strolls into the meeting looking like a goddamn runway model. Right. Well, because Portia uh, de Rossi. Yeah. Like, she's just like dressed to the nines. And Steve's like, who is that? Well, and, and then, then we get a like, cut. That's my mom. Well, well, then we get a cutaway of Grandpa looking at both Herman and uh, Steve. And they're, they're, the heartbeat skipped at the exact same time. They match yeah. perfectly, it seems like. Hmm. That's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get like a little later, we have this Grandpa and Marilyn and Eddie are out in the woods. And they're in this weird like... It's like it's like a, a hunting a, blind. Yeah, it, it, but it looks like it's like a pile of logs, but with like a cutout where like a window is. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess it's just like a disguised hunting blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and talking so about the circle inside. of life. Yeah, and there's, so there's like a deer outside, and they're like explaining to Eddie the circle of life. And at first, they're just like you know, deer eat the grass, and the deer die, and they fertilize the grass, and it's just a circle. Uh, and then Grandpa's like, but no, there's there's more to it because. The deer gets eaten by the mountain lion. Right. The mountain lion fertilizes the grass. And by that's the, the circle. And by the way, the, the cougar just jumps out of the tree at that moment, or mountain lion, and just devours that freaking deer. Yeah. And then Eddie's like, well, does anything eat the lion? Nah, and I love that Grandpa just slides out of frame. <laughs> yeah, and Marilyn's just like, Grandpa. And then you see Grandpa as, like, a gargoyle-ass, like, you Bad know. demon. He, yeah, it... it it looks like the vampire from Midnight Mass, basically. Yeah. Like, he's, uh, yeah, very monstrous. Um, which, again, if he looks like this, why can't Herman just have a flat head? Like, just right. let him be Frankenstein. Right. Um, but fine, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, he obviously swoops in, kills the, the mountain lion, and is covered in blood and just, like, looks up at Eddie and is like, it's nature. <laughs> right. That's, that's amazing. Oh. Um, and so then we just cut to Eddie talking to lily later and he like tells her about their whole circle of life chat Mm -hmm. and you know lily kind of sees it as like maybe a gateway to like talk about the baby bear Mm -hmm. and you know eddie's like you know i I understand like the baby bear is part of the circle i don't hate the baby bear for doing what he was born to do and she's like yeah that's that's a good way to look at this um right but then it starts to get really muddy and she's like grandpa's not actually part of the circle he's outside of the circle and sort of above the circle right um and eddie's of course like mom are you outside or part of the circle she's like yep yeah she's like i'm my father's daughter but i try not to i try to avoid this temptation like i try to stay away from that And Eddie's like, wow, that's that's tough that you got to deal with that. I'm glad I'm not like you. Which, ow, like ow, ow. Yeah, 
Yeah, you can, and it's just like, we had that moment earlier where she was like, I'm having trouble connecting with Eddie, and I think she almost thought this was her chance, and then that just shut her down right. hard. Which is also not a monstrous thing. Like, the, they're a good family. They all they all work pretty well together and love each other equally. I don't, yeah, yeah the, adding the weird, like, disconnect of, ah, adding weird family issues to the monsters is defeating the purpose of the monsters. Yeah, I agree. But then we cut and to Grandpa so- using his quill on his iPad. <laughs> Yeah, and Herman, like, he's outside, and Herman comes out and is like, Grandpa, what, why are you using the neighbors as blood slaves? Right, we have we have Tim painting the side of the house. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he obviously doesn't approve, mm-hmm. and he's like, also, I heard what you did with Eddie, and, like, I don't approve. Like, you should not have shown Eddie that. Like, he's not ready for it. Mm-hmm. And Grandpa is like, he's got to learn this sometime. Like, we need to expose him to this stuff and get him comfortable with this. He's a monster, and he needs to understand that. And you need to understand that you're also a monster and that your heart is not going to be around much longer. You need to figure this out. Right. And, of course, you know, perfectly new and good hearts just don't come falling out of the sky. (laughs) But Tim does. Yeah, Tim (laughs) falls off the ladder and hits the ground, you know. So it's it's looking like Tim's going to be Herman's new heart. Yeah. But then we cut to a scene of, like, paramedics trying to revive him. And Tim's wife is outside the ambulance all upset that, like, it looks like her husband's dying. But, of course, and Grandpa's there with the uh, the emotional support of, hey, listen, <laughs> you just got to deal with it. He's dead. Move on. Get married. Something. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. it's. I mean, yeah, like, Grandpa's just completely heartless. He's just <laughs> like, yeah, you mean, the thing about death is that it doesn't really matter. Like, right. you're all insignificant, and this is just going to happen. You're all going to die. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But then the paramedics actually revive Tim. He wakes up. and. <laughs> right. Grandpa's like, I cannot believe you wasted this perfectly good heart by calling an ambulance. Right. Uh, and Herman's, you know, and this this is very in character for Herman that he'd be, yeah, obviously he's going to try to help somebody if he can. Yeah, he's not just going to let him die. Yeah. And so then we get cut to, like, later that night, um, there's a knock at the door, and it's Steve, the Scoutmaster. Hey, somebody and- invited him over for dinner. <laughs> it was Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Grandpa lets him in, kind of gives him a little bit of a tour of the house, and he's, like, basically asking all the, like, does anybody know you came here tonight? Right. And he's like, no, I, you know, I just just well, stopped in. Will like, anyone care if you go d- missing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's basically like, I, you know, I don't I don't have any family. Like, I, you know, I have a had a wife. She's gone. She was That's, barren, no kids. Yeah, so, um, you know, Grandpa's like, yes, this is sounding this is perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he, like, but he, Grandpa, like, the way that Grandpa sort of, like, maneuvers here is pretty clever, because he's like, so I need to tell you, Herman is sick, his heart's going to be going out soon, and, like, I worry for the family. Like, I think there needs to be an, a strong male role model in the family, and you seem to really care about Eddie, and you seem like you may be kind of interested in Lily, so, like, maybe well, you should kind of keep your heart open in the fa- keep yeah. your heart open to new loved ones yeah and so like obviously like he's kind of trying to keep steve in their orbit and thinking that you know steve thinks he's gonna marry lily and become the new dad <laughs> yeah. and grandpa's thinking spare parts <laughs> yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. 
So they, uh, and then they're at dinner and Steve's kind of talking about, he's kind of trying to do what he thinks grandpa wants. And he starts talking about ancestry and that there's a family tree badge and that, you know, there's, you can look back at the branches that are no longer part of the tree and still, you know, appreciate them and respect them. Like right. trying to like. Herman picks make, up on something weird. He's like, my, my tree is going to be around for a while. He's like, yes, your section of the tree will be around. And it's like, damn, okay. Are you? Are you saying you're going to make your own little section there, Steve-O? Yeah. Yeah, Steve has... De- I got, he's definitely, like, into the idea of being the new dad. Mm-hmm. Well, um, he'll at least be part of the new dad. <laughs> right. Yep. So, um, Lily is also picking up on something weird here. So she's like, Herman, can we have a word? They step out into the the other room and she's like, why is the Scoutmaster here? What is going on? Well, I do um, like the fact that they're like... Grandpa's going to eat him. <laughs> Grandpa's going to eat this guy. Yeah. And Herman is like, yeah, you know, I, I, I need a new heart. And he seems like he might be a good fit. And Grandpa wants his blood. Mm-hmm. And Lily's like, wait, is that happening tonight at dinner? And uh, Herman's like, I feel like I don't know is not the answer you want. <laughs> but I don't really know. <laughs> right. It's, it's more than likely yes. But, you know, who could say? And she's like, I don't want that to happen in front of Eddie. Like, we need to... We need to tell Eddie that he's a werewolf soon, but we need to do it right. And we need to stop putting him in these uncomfortable situations until he's comfortable with his role in the family. Right. Well, unfortunately, this time, Grandpa's giving off the vibes of it is dinner time. So Marilyn's kind of like, Steve, maybe, maybe you want to go. You know, (laughs) I'm, I'm well, she's saying she's a vegetarian, I think, at this point. And yeah, like well, Ed, yeah, Eddie is saying that he he refuses to eat meat. He's mm-hmm. like not gonna eat it. And Grandpa's like, I ref, you know, you're a monster. You're gonna eat your meat. Right. Uh, and he gives no him, like, veggies. Whole, like it's like a fetal pig or something. Like yeah. it looks. Uh, and Eddie starts like, playing with it. It's a rabbit. It's a yeah. I hate to say. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's a small whole animal though. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Eddie's like making it walk around the table. And Grandpa's like, "Stop playing with your food." And, and Marilyn's like, like, "I will if you will." Right. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, you're challenging Grandpa, are you? And Steve's like, "Wait, what's going on?" And Eddie's like, "My Grandpa's gonna eat you." <laughs> right. Steve's like, "No, he's not." Grandpa's like, "Yeah, I am." Yeah. And Marilyn's like, wait, that's happening tonight? Nobody right? told me? Which, okay, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's some good stuff. And and as this is going on also, like, Herman and Lily, uh, Herman's talking about, like, he's scared about getting this new... He's like, I, I feel like the heart's the last part of me that's me, and, you know, the heart is what fell in love with you and that loves this family, and I'm scared. Like, what if I get this new heart and I feel differently? Like, what if I don't love you anymore? What if I don't connect with Eddie anymore? And Lily's like, you know, you're always going to be Herman. And if your feelings change a little bit, if your heart's a little different, you're still going to be Herman. Like, we're, we'll yeah. figure out what that looks like. But, you know, you got to stay around. And if it requires a new heart, then it requires There's a new heart. heart. Right. But now, that is the most monster feeling I've, I've gotten out of this whole show. Yeah, I mean, like, Lily and Herman, their their relationship still feels pretty close. Like, they, they love each other, like, pretty unconditionally. But, like, yeah, the dy- dynamics with Eddie are not quite right. And, again, like, maybe this is, like, some sort of conflict to, to make the, the pilot feel dynamic right. and that, like, they would fall into a more comfortable pattern that we're used to if the show had gone on. Right. We just never get to get to find because like we'll get to the end of this but like this con some of this conflict does get resolved 
So, you know, we don't know what this would have looked like past this episode. Right, exactly. So at this point, you know, Herman and Lily are like, all right, let's go talk to the family and hopefully maybe save Steve if, <laughs> if it needs to be. So they come in, they bust up the party to a, a degree. Uh, Marilyn tries to get Steve out ASAP. He's like, Steve, and she takes Steve to the door. It's like, Steve, you need to fucking run. Yeah. Well, there's a problem yeah. with that, though. Yeah, so, like, Marilyn is, like, trying to rush. He's, she's, like, dragging Steve out. She's like, hurry, hurry, hurry. And they get to the door, and she's like, run. But then Gargoyle Grandpa right. swoops down right in front of him. He's like, oh, no, you don't. I'm hungry. <laughs> and, you know, Marilyn is, like, trying to hold Grandpa off, and Steve's kind of, like, backing up. Well, did you notice this? Something caused the crow's head to dip. That opened up the mechanism to the basement. So I wonder if I, they, they were going to introduce a ghost. Oh, yeah. That would be interesting. Probably the serial killer. He's still in the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been really cool. Like, either the serial killer or one of the serial killer's victims. Either right. way would have been really cool. Right. Exactly. But, yeah, we kind of, we've kind of, uh, we've said it, Steve backs, or Marilyn backs Steve to the uh, entrance to the basement and down the stairs. And Steve goes for a spill. Yeah, so he he falls to his death, unfortunately, and uh, which kind of like because you know the conversation with Lily and Herman, where she was like, "Don't eat Steve." Like you know, Eddie doesn't have very many good male role models, and right. you know, this is we should try to keep Steve around. Mm -hmm. This kind of like puts the family off the hook. So Steve is dead. We get to take Steve's heart for Herman. But and we the didn't blood actually kills Steve. And blood for Grandpa. Right. Yes. So yeah, we uh, we see Herman finally tell Eddie that he's a werewolf. He's like, we need to have our talk. And Eddie's like, I, I don't want to talk about puberty anymore. I understand the whole thing. And Herman's like, No, you're a werewolf. There wasn't a baby bear. You were the baby uh, bear. Yeah, and like you didn't kill any kids, but like you know you hurt some kids, and like we need to start helping you to understand what you are, and so that you can you know control that and eddie's not really happy about that like he uh he's like i don't you know i don't want to be a monster i, I want to be, be a vegetarian, vegetarian. <laughs> he's like you you can be a vegetarian when you can most of the time yeah and, and the rest of it we'll figure out together as we go and eddie runs away like he's pretty upset like this is sort of the end result of the conversation he had with lily like i don't want to be this and now you're telling me that i am so that's right upsetting well unfortunately um, what what happens at the very end uh well herman's ticker finally gives out yeah you know uh, that that conversation with eddie was too much like he you know he Loved does love hard. Eddie intensely, and it breaks his heart that he's hurting his son. Mm -hmm. uh, so he, his heart gives out. He falls. They're on the roof for this conversation, and he just rolls off the roof. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we cut back to Grandpa's lab. Well, Blue by Eiffel sixty five, I think, is playing. No, it's isn't it? Um, I thought it was like the "I'm a Man" the um, Muddy Water song. Oh, uh, blues. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. My own notes. I'm a moron. Yes, I'm a man. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah, so he's he's like dancing to the blues, and he's like simultaneously putting the heart in Herman, and also chugging blood <laughs> through a straw coming out of Steve. Right. So Grandpa's feeling pretty good right now. I, I like how like when uh, Herman comes to, he looks at Grandpa, and Grandpa's like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's all younger now. Like mm -hmm. Grandpa has a lot of like old age kind of craggy makeup. kind of face makeup for most of this, and suddenly it's just. Eddie Izzard in a Dracula outfit. You know, right. he doesn't look... Uh, yeah, Grandpa doesn't look aged anymore. So, like, the blood is clearly, like, helping there. Mm. And Herman and Lily, you know, after Herman gets up, like, Herman and Lily are kind of trying to talk to Eddie again, comfort him, try to help him to understand that, like, this is a good thing. Like, you just have to 
learn to understand it. Right. And Eddie's um, like, well, what if I lose control? You know, what if I actually do go out and hurt somebody? Turns out mom and dad have a plan for that. Yeah. So they're like, we, you know, we've got a pet that can watch over you and protect you and keep you from doing anything that you don't want to do. And Eddie's like, a, a dog is not going to be able to stop a werewolf from eating people. Well, it's not a dog exactly. So Herman whistles, and then we, we get to meet Spot. With Spot, in the previous stuff, he's Spot's usually kind of hidden. So they kind of, to, to kind of emulate that, Spot flies down, and at first he's kind of like... Semi-transparent. Translucent. Yeah. yeah, and then just sort of like become, you know, so like it's a dragon that can turn invisible, basically. Well, for our D&D nerds, let's just say a wyvern, because he has two legs and two wings, and people are pedantic about that kind of shit. <laughs> right but yeah uh, he breathes fire yeah yeah so yeah he, like spot like looks up at the moon and spits this big fireball at an almost full moon or like i guess it's waxing because it was just full right or no 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 i guess it's getting ready to become right. full again because they've been around for a couple of weeks yeah um it's so, coming up yeah, so it's like eddie change. is he's got this protector now and he's gonna know what to do next time you know like he, werewolf time is coming probably in the next episode he's gonna be a werewolf again but uh he's got a support system now and you know can maybe yeah learn to accept who he is yeah so that's a good message we got there in the end yeah, but man yeah. we went so, through some shit to get there <laughs> right it's yeah i i I would not put this at the top of my like favorite monsters material. It had some promise, and mm-hmm. if it had gone on, I bet it would have gotten to some cool stuff. Right. But uh, I think that because the pilot was so inconsistent, it's pretty understandable why it did not stick around. Well, well, like yeah, yeah. So another thing that we mentioned, though, I mean, there's a lot of inconsistencies with people's idea of the monsters. We didn't have. I mean, we had a Frankenstein person. But we didn't have a Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't really yeah, have it was a like yeah. the like as you kept saying, like the conflict within the family felt very unnatural for what we know about the monsters, mm-hmm. and just not only that it's a conflict, but it's a specifically a conflict about their monstrousness, which is the sort of central thing that made the monsters work was that like they were gleefully and happily who they were right all the time you know like that was why marilyn was the odd one out was because she wasn't the monster yeah. uh and so them sort of not only like eddie being uncomfortable but like them being uncomfortable telling eddie that you know it just felt very unnatural right now anything eddie is or did was perfect I have no complaints there. Yeah, Eddie Izzard, like, 10 out of 10 is Grandpa. Mm -hmm. And really, the kid that plays Eddie, like, even though, like... He's a good Eddie. You know, yeah, I think he's a really good actor. He he plays Eddie well, uh, plays this character well. Like, you know, the tension there and him being frustrated with his parents, like, he's he does a really good job of, like, playing that up well. Right. And Marilyn, I think, was a really interesting take yeah. on that I would really like to see go places. So, you know what? Let, let's let's divorce this from the monsters real quick. If we could do that and just have called it something else, even like a modern take on the monsters that aren't the monsters, I think that would have been good. I think it would have... I think it probably would have caught on better. I, I agree. I, I actually wrote this that right <laughs> here. it's just like because it's because it's tied to this existing property that that we all know and love. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to compare it to that, and you're going to find ways that it's kind of the same thing as like every time a comic book movie comes out, and you've got the comic book nerds who are like, "Batman never did that," you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah but we're we're making a movie now that's a separate thing. 
But I also do understand that like when you tie to an existing property, there's baggage that comes with that. And yeah, yeah if if this had just been like pick just some other spooky name as the family, like uh, you know, honestly, it there's parts about this that feel more Adams family ish than Munsters. But yeah, you just pick a third. I mean, if the Munsters and the Adams family can exist, we can have an, a, a third spooky family. Right, one that actually with, does violence. Okay, that's, yeah. I'm here for that. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, if that had happened, one, I would have enjoyed this more because I wouldn't have been mm-hmm. making those comparisons. And two, I think that it could have caught on better. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, probably having it on, what was it, NBC at the time did not yeah, do it any so. favors at all. Yeah, NBC was like not this kind of dark at the time, so it, it definitely didn't have a place. Yeah, this would and definitely have been better on AMC or like... Um, HBO or something like that. Not that they could have gotten the rights to it or even wanted to have done it. Maybe even Netflix, probably. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and Netflix probably. I don't know if they weren't. I don't think they were doing like original content at that time. Right. I don't think. But I definitely yeah, don't I think mean, Shutter was a thing at the time. Yeah. That would have been great. Uh, <laughs> Shutter, listen yeah. to us. Re- revive this show for, but call it something else. Yeah, that would have been. Mm-hmm. really really nice um and uh, this also i think was you know at a time when like brian fuller has a pretty bad track record like he kind of is cursed like all of his stuff gets canceled right so it's kind of not surprising you know because he had pushing daisies and one i fucking love that show and yeah they were both great and both of them like they got a season or two each but mm-hmm. yeah still didn't last too long yeah. Um, so yeah, the, and, and he worked on Dead Like Me, which also got canceled pretty quickly. Yep. Uh, yeah. So just you know, not not a lot of luck from from Brian Fuller. Uh, I think Hannibal, his more recent thing, is like his first thing that like stuck around a while, and that was still I think just because like it got a really rabid fan base that I think it got canceled a couple times, and they kept convincing people to bring it back. So. Yes. Um, unfortunately, this show did not have that sort of rabid fan base to uh, make it stick around. Yeah, I feel like Brian Fuller, basically, he primed the tank with those other shows. And then once something like Hannibal came out and people were like, we can get some mainstream people on this, <laughs> glop onto this thing. Don't let it go. Yeah. And, you know, everything he's done has been, I've enjoyed. So, mm-hmm. like, I think this had potential and it's hard to look at it fairly when you just have this pilot. Yeah. But, yeah, it is what it is. It's still worth checking out. And especially if you can kind of separate it from the monsters you know and love. I think there mm-hmm. there are things to appreciate about it. Absolutely. 100%. So, uh, you know, I mean, we're coming to the end. Surely there can't be any more monsters. Yeah, so, you know, we kind of like have been kind of hopping forward in time. You know, we did uh, the movie from the original cast. We did uh, the 90s movie, and now we've done this 2000s movie. So, you, yeah, we're ready to get to the, the Rob Zombie movie, but it's still a few weeks away. So we're going to jump back to the past. And, and have our revenge. cast. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so the uh, the original cast did a second movie, The Monster's Revenge. It came out in the 80s, I believe, so it was a little bit after. They're, they're all a little older and stuff, but, you know, it's a nice little... We'll, we'll kind of go back and catch up on the original cast before we finally get to see what Rob Zombie did with this franchise. Yep! <laughs> I'm, we, we still haven't seen it yet, but, man, are we excited to... Uh, to get there, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if the tons and tons of hours of Munsters-related stuff we've we've spent 
you know, here mm-hmm. are not indicative of how much we're looking forward to this. Yeah. And also, you know, I should say, if if you didn't get enough Munsters from us just here in the main feed, we're talking about the Munsters TV show and also just some other odd Munsters ephemera all over on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you meet us over there, patreon.com slash the Frankencast. Speaking of uh, yeah, we're, speaking of the Patreon, where else can they find us? Yeah, you can also find us at Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd at the Frankencast. You can also catch us on YouTube, and you can email us at thefrankencast at gmail uh, And yeah, you know we're, we'd love to hear from you in any of those platforms. Um, your donations at Patreon are definitely appreciated, but you know we'd just like to hear from you on Twitter, rates and reviews on your podcast platform. Yeah, uh, interaction. you. Yeah, wherever you're willing to reach out to us, we're uh, we're ready and willing to uh, to have those conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Interaction is is almost more important than the, well. Okay, let's be honest. Interaction is more important than the money because you know without the interaction, there is no the money for our evil experiments. Absolutely. So, well, thank you all yeah. for listening to us. Um, yeah, I, I think that covers it for this week. In that case. To be continued! Looks like you've survived another episode. The Freaking Cast is a production of FCR Media. It's hosted by Anthony Bowman and Eric Velasquez. Follow us on Twitter at The Frankencast or send us a letter at thefrankencast at gmail.com. Our cover art is by Amanda Keller. You can find her at Keller Illustrations on Instagram. Thanks for listening. I don't know if I should be switching it up like that.